Brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Greetings, fellow Federationists. This is Monday, January 4, 2021. And this is presidential release number 501. Happy New Year, fellow Federationists, and happy World Braille Day. It is so great to be uh, back together with each and every one of you on this release. I have a handful of announcements to share with you today, and then I want to spend some significant time discussing some really important priorities of the Federation for 2021. Then, of course, I'll share some Federation family news with you, and then we'll get into uh, hopefully some time for some questions, and of course we will have the customary endings. First of all, special announcement from our Independence Market for this week of World Braille Day, the week of, the Independence Market will be offering a special deal on the Louis Braille Bicentennial Silver Dollar. It will be offered at a reduced price for this week only of $50 plus shipping and handling by as many as you want. This commemorative silver dollar was minted by the United States government thanks to the work of the National Federation of the Blind. It was minted in 2009 and the mint has not sold it since then. And you can get it from our market in honor of Louis Braille's birthday this year. So I encourage you to take advantage of that. Also, our Independence Market staff want you to know that throughout the month of January, there are a number of other items on sale, including camera bags, cube clocks, egg separators, and monoculars. Uh, also, you should know that the NFB face masks are back in stock. You can get the masks, which are a medium blue color with the NFB logo in the center. You can get them from our market. The price is $4 per mask or three masks for $10. The market will be... Um, having special sales every month during this year. So you should uh, stay tuned for the special products co promotions coming from the market on a monthly basis. To order, you can call the Independence Market at our main number, 410-659-9314, extension 2216, or you can email independencemarket at nfb.org. We do hope our e-commerce system will be up and running again very soon. I hope to have information on a, on a presidential release in the near future. I also want to start the year by thanking each and every one of you who helped us match our more than ever gift contribution from Freedom Scientific. We once again matched Freedom Scientific's $50,000 uh, before the end of the year. And so we were able to secure that funding thanks to the generous contributions of many of you out there. We don't have a total dollar amount 
that we raised uh, at the end of the year to match these funds, but we're confident we uh, matched them and then some. So thank you again to Freedom Scientific, Vespero, and to Tom Tiernan, uh, their CEO, and to all the staff there for their commitment to the work of the National Federation of the Blind. And thank you to all of you who helped us match both the Vespero gifts at the end of the year, totaling $100,000. Patty Chang, who's our Director of Outreach, wants me to remind you about our Dream Maker Circle. And if you missed joining the Dream Maker Circle in 2020, 2021 is a good year to get it done. Our Dream Maker Circle is a way for you to pledge an end-of-life gift to the legacy of the National Federation of the Blind and to continue your commitment to our organization. Depending on your circumstances, uh, this can be done quite quickly in less than 30 minutes, and it can often be done at no cost. Feel free to reach out to Patty here at our national office to talk with her about how you can best contribute to the Dream Maker Circle. You can reach her at our main number at extension 2422 or you can email her at pchang at nfb.org. Now this being December, uh, January that is, this being January, we're getting ready for our Washington seminar and our great gathering in will be happening on Monday, February 8th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And all of you will be able to participate because it will be virtualized through Zoom. So mark 5 p.m. Eastern Time, February 8, 35 days from now on your calendar. You'll want to be part of the kickoff of our 2021 Washington Seminar. There'll be a number of other meetings happening in conjunction with the Washington Seminar, and you should reach out to your uh, state affiliate if you want to learn about how to be involved in the meetings with members of Congress. Also, uh, we will have a number of meetings happening this month to get uh, members ready for the Washington seminar. So watch the listservs for information about that. I want to talk to you about the Department of Transportation, which issued a final rule for travelers who are traveling via air with service animals. On December 10, 2020, the Department of Transportation released the final rule pertaining to uh, air travelers using service animals. It goes into effect on January 11, 2021. The rule permits airlines to require passengers to complete the DOT service animal air transportation form. We have been doing quite a bit of advocacy work around this form, including giving the Department of Transportation extensive feedback on the accessibility, or maybe I should say the inaccessibility of this form that they have proposed. On December 22, 2020, the National Federation of the Blind issued an open letter to all airlines 
urging them not to require the form. It is optional for airlines. I want to commend Raul Gallegos, uh, president of our National Association of Guide Dog Users, for his leadership and advocacy on this issue. We're going to continue to uh, work on this issue. I know Raul is continuing to engage with the Department of Transportation around this, and you should uh, watch for further announcements from our national division. There will be many more events and activities to talk about on the release going forward. We have a busy year ahead, no doubt about that, and a very hopeful and forward-looking year. One thing you're probably wondering about, speaking of events, is our national convention, which is coming up in July. A lot of uh, folks keep asking what's happening with the National Convention. We've been watching the situation very closely, and the National Board has not yet made a final decision about the convention. But uh, it's my belief that it is extremely, extremely likely that we will be having a virtual convention this summer, as disappointing as that is. We haven't made the final decision, but I think you should mentally prepare yourselves for a virtual convention. As much as we would like to be together in person, we've been carefully monitoring all the situations and factors, and, and I'm guessing that's going to be likely, but no decision's been made yet. I wanna spend some time on this release talking to you about our priorities for 2021 in the National Federation of the Blind. Now, many of you know that I grew up in the great state of Wisconsin, where the motto of the state is forward. One word, very simple. And I've adopted that as our Federation motto for 2021. I sometimes tell people forward, Federation. Now, Wisconsin adopted the motto forward to indicate its innovative spirit, its intention to lead. And in the National Federation of the Blind, innovation is one of our core personality traits. And uh, we emphasize leadership in our organization and the development of leaders. Sometimes leadership means that you need to take a step back and reevaluate and reset our goals and priorities and our focus. And that's something I wanna to talk to you about tonight in terms of our 2021 priorities. And many of you may or may not know that in the last month or so, there's been a significant conversation, especially in social media, about sexual assault and misconduct within the blindness community. And a lot of that conversation has been focused on activities within the National Federation of the Blind. And that, of course, is a primary concern for us as members, as leaders of this movement. Although we established our code of conduct three Januaries ago, we recognize that there's a lot more work to do. Uh, 2018, um, was only the beginning of our efforts to really uh, ramp up what we need to do in this movement. And our commitment for 2021 is to do even better, to accelerate our progress at a significant rate. We want 
the National Federation of the Blind to be a safe and healthy space for all blind people, for our families, for our friends. And that includes our three affiliated training centers. Between now and the National Convention, we are going to be pouring significant efforts into increasing our safety and respect for all members within this organization. And it's going to mean we're going to have some hard discussions about how we move forward and also where we've been. On December 16th, I published an open letter that details some of the immediate actions that we're thinking about and how we're going to move forward. I also detailed my personal regret and commitment that I haven't always done as much as I could do. You can read that open letter in the January Braille Monitor, as well as the revision to the Code of Conduct that the Board of Directors adopted in its fall meeting early in December. But that's just the beginning. We're kicking off 2021 with some additional announcements, specific actions that we're taking starting this evening to accelerate this work in the National Federation of the Blind. And it's going to take each and every one of us to make this happen, to achieve what we want in moving forward. So first, I'm really happy to announce that we have established a partnership with RAIN. RAIN is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. And the purpose of this partnership is to assist us in furthering a safe, inclusive, and welcoming culture free of sexual misconduct as part of all NFB programs and activities. You can uh, visit RAIN's website. By the way, it's R-A-I-N-N. You can visit their website at rain.org. And uh, by the way, you should be aware, uh, if you need it, they have a national, national sexual assault uh, helpline, which you can reach at any time you need it. It's free to anybody. You can reach that by calling 1-800-656-HOPE. Our uh, work with RAIN is initially going to include uh, two important phases. And that work is going to be kicking off this month. We're having the kickoff meeting here in a couple of days. Phase one is going to be to create and conduct a mandatory training program regarding uh, sexual violence and misconduct for staff volunteers and leadership within the organization. Now we're a big organization. We have a lot of members, so we have to start somewhere. And in March of this year, we're gonna start with all of the boards of our state affiliates, our national divisions, all of the staff at our national office, all of the staffs at our affiliated training centers, as well as the students at those training centers. And that'll just be the beginning. We're very excited about this relationship with RAIN and about the training. And uh, we're eager 
to find out how we're going to sustain this training going forward for the thousands of members within our organization and those members to come. The second thing that we're going to do most immediately with RAIN is review and augment the NFB's code of conduct to include the strongest possible policies, practices aimed at preventing sexual misconduct and assault within our organization. We're relying on RAIN's expertise to assist us in identifying the best practices and incorporating them directly into our code of conduct. And we plan to do that very quickly before our national convention. We'll also be devising ongoing training and resources in collaboration with RAIN and their expertise, their nationwide leading expertise in these areas where we know blindness they know sexual assault and violence prevention, and we're going to be identifying through their expertise how we're going to sustain these efforts and what we need to do after the national convention. I certainly expect just on my uh, limited dealings so far with RAIN that this relationship will continue well into the future and that we will continue to innovate with their guidance how we make our organization an example of a safe and healthy space free of sexual misconduct and assault. That's one thing. And that effort is starting, well, really today. And we're going to need all of you to help with those efforts and guide those efforts as RAIN gives us their expertise and best practices in these difficult subjects. There's one other thing, though, that we're doing this evening, starting this evening, that is an important part of this conversation. Tonight, we are launching a survivor-led task force as part of our efforts to implement a sustainable, positive culture change within the National Federation of the Blind. Now, we've been waiting to announce this this evening because uh, we wanted to make sure that we um, had a wide audience to talk to about this and that our task force was ready to start receiving information as soon as possible. Our task force, as I've said, is going to be entirely led by survivors and is going to serve as an intermediate advisory team to the National Federation of the Blind leaders, members, and third-party partners. And that will be in place until we find more long-term solutions. We've set the timeline for the initial work of the task force through the National Convention, and based on its recommendations, it, it may continue after that, or there may be some other new sustainable um, system for survivors within our organization to uh, find support and relief. The task force has a, a number of charges working with the leadership of the National Federation of the Blind. And the task force is truly meant to represent the voice of survivors in every aspect of this work going forward. This task force is uh, led by 
six Federation members who are survivors and who are dedicated to making the Federation the safest and best place it can be for all blind people. They will provide a safe space for survivors to give input, to uh, share information and stories, to uh, assist in developing aspects of our work going forward. They will also uh, make recommendations alongside RAIN and our other efforts to make sure that we can develop sustainable long-term structures through the Federation, both to support survivors and to have a misconduct-free zone within our organization, throughout our organization. I and other leaders of the Federation will meet with the task force as often as they want. And we've already agreed to meet at least on a weekly basis. And survivors will lead this change for us at every step of the way. As we build our relationship with RAIN and uh, we make progress down this road, I expect that the voice of survivors will come through because of these six individuals and their coordination of efforts for our organization. And I really uh, want to extend my appreciation to them for stepping up to help lead this effort and make sure that it is survivor-led. The task force uh, includes these six members at the moment. Marcy Carpenter of Washington, Catherine Webster of Virginia, Sarah Meyer of Indiana, Cheryl Fields of Ohio, Daphne Mitchell of New Mexico, and Briley O'Connor of Minnesota. And again, thank you to these six ladies for their tremendous dedication and commitment to put themselves out there to uh, coordinate this work. It will not be easy. It will be demanding. And uh, I have already appreciated their guidance and expertise in uh, really protecting the voice and amplifying the voice of survivors within our organization. Now, where can you find more information about this? Well, you can go right now to nfb.org survivors and find the initial announcement. You can send an email to survivors at nfb.org. And at any time, you can call our main number here, 410-659-9314 and dial extension 2238 to leave a voicemail. And one of our task force members uh, will get back to you. You can use any of these methods to share your ideas. If you need support, you can reach out to this group for help. If you just want to talk about these culture change efforts and what it means for the National Federation of the Blind and what your perspective is, reach out to them. And they will be advising me and other Federation leaders about what else we need to do. I certainly expect that this is only the beginning of the tremendous efforts that they will guide us toward in 2021. Now, these are two big and important actions, but they're not the only actions. They're the ones we're taking to start 2021. I cannot emphasize enough 
it is going to take all of us in this movement to do this, to do it right, to do it in a way that leads not just the blindness field, but every field. The National Federation of the Blind has taken every challenge and has tried to exceed expectations. That's what we're going to do here. And we're going to do it led by survivors within our organization. And I'm really proud of those individuals who have come forward to share their stories and who have pushed us to be better within this movement. Every chapter meeting, convention, training, seminar, educational program, an enrichment opportunity offered by the National Federation of the Blind needs to be safe and welcoming to all. And that's our big goal. And we're not going to meet it in 2021. It's going to take a longer time than that. But we're going to charge as confidently as we can toward it during this year. Now, we're going to have to do some other things as well, but that's priority number one. I also want to note that uh, we will be continuing to work on our broader diversity and inclusion efforts. We've hired a staff member here at the national office to help us increase our diversity and inclusion efforts. We will be continuing to find new ways to uh, accelerate the pipeline of individuals from diverse perspectives to get into elected positions within the Federation and to help shape our organization. Our board has developed an accessibility policy for affiliates that's consistent with our national accessibility policy to make sure that each and every one of our affiliates is doing everything it can to be fully inclusive to all blind people. And we will be building training and resources to assist affiliates in effectively implementing those accessibility practices. We will be continuing in this effort to be led by our Committee on Diversity and Inclusion. You can reach the committee by sending an email to diversity at nfb.org. The committee continues to coordinate around priorities and find ways to open up new spaces to improve diversity within our movement and advance those often difficult conversations. I talked to Sean Calloway, one of the co-chairs of the committee, just moments before the release, and he wanted me also to note for you that the committee will be having an open meeting where everybody can listen in, whether you're a member of the committee, appointed to the committee or not. That open meeting will be happening in March. I'm sure more information will be hitting our listservs. And in both of these areas, of course, you don't have to be a member of the task force or appointed to the Committee on Diversity and Inclusion at the national level. These issues belong to all of us. And we need to help be part of the solutions, the change, and the action that happens within our organization. So please share your ideas, get involved. And one last note about both these priorities. In many June releases, I have talked about the priority of membership. And both of these 
are membership-driven developments. They're essential to developing our membership and growing this movement in a way that we want going forward, in a way that blind people demand of us going forward. And so these are two priorities for our membership efforts for 2021. And I invite you, ask you, uh, encourage you to please get involved with them because we need you. Now, there are some other priorities that I could talk about. I've taken a lot of time already. I do want to note that we will be continuing to expand our right to live in the world by continuing our advocacy work in the 117th Congress, which has recently been sworn in, and the new administration that's coming in 16 days. We will be aggressively seeking opportunities to advance the Federation's agenda to empower blind people and to create opportunities for us to take charge of our own lives, to have the equal rights in all aspects of society. And 2021 is an important time for us to increase our engagement in those areas. You know, we did a great job pushing voting in 2020, but it wasn't enough. We didn't have accessibility in enough places. And 2021 is gonna be an important year for getting states on board for the next major elections. And it's not just that. It's protecting the rights of blind parents where we still need state laws to protect blind parents and blind caregivers. Improving services in so many areas, making sure that the voice of blind people is included is so critical. And we have already done good, great work in 2020 on a number of things. We're going to continue that in 2021. I do want to, though, congratulate and thank the members of the Federation who worked on uh, getting our blind Randolph Shepard vendors some relief. The most recent COVID legislation that was passed and ultimately signed by the president included a $20 million uh, appropriation for our blind vendors. And I should say uh, this relief bill, thanks to Congress and the work of our advocates across the country, is going to provide relief to blind entrepreneurs who have simply been sidelined because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And each and every one of you helped make that happen, make it a priority to support these entrepreneurs that were shut out of so many other programs. So thank you on behalf of our blind merchants. And I know that our efforts to engage in advocacy and legislation at the big levels like federal legislation and in individual efforts will make a big difference in 2021. I do wanna give you a few Federation family notes to close out this portion of the release and I regret to have to let you know about a number of members that we lost at the end of 2020 and so I'd invite you to keep them all in your thoughts and prayers this evening. In early December, we lost Gail Cephas, I believe is how you say her last name, to COVID-19. She was a member of the National Federation of the Blind of the District of Columbia. On December 5th, Monica Meadows also passed away of pneumonia and COVID. 
Monica was a member of the National Federation of the Blind of Georgia, uh, Atlanta Metro chapter. Uh, she was a member for over 15 years and had become a lifetime member of the state affiliate about 10 years ago. On December 6th, Stuart McLean, a longtime member of the Mecklenburg chapter of the Federation who had recently moved to Tennessee, passed away. On December 15th, Jean Faulkner, a longtime member and the president of the Greater Cumberland chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Maryland, passed away. Uh, Jean was uh, 78. In the early part of this year, just a few days ago, we received a note from Ryan Strunk, who's president of the NFB of Minnesota, reporting the passing of longtime Federation leader Joyce Scanlon, who passed away from heart failure. Uh, Joyce first became active in our Minnesota affiliate in 1970. She served as president of the affiliate from 1973 through 2007. She served for a long time as a member of our national board and for many years served as our first vice president. Joyce uh, led the charge to establish blindness Learning in New Dimensions, Blind Incorporated, and served as its executive director from its founding in 1986 until her retirement in 2003. I think I first met Joyce uh, when she was national representative to the NFB of Wisconsin Convention in 1999, and uh, her impact uh, on me as a up and coming um, Federation member and leader has been long lasting as I know it has been for so many people uh, in Minnesota and beyond and certainly for um, the students at our training center in Minnesota. So I'd encourage you to keep her husband, Tom, also a longtime leader of the Federation and all those who uh, love Joyce and these other members of the Federation in your thoughts and prayers and show appreciation for the tremendous legacy they have left us with. I do have one joyful piece of news here at the end of this portion of the release, and that is to say that Mason Sawyer East was born on December 10th weighing eight pounds and four ounces and measuring 21.25 inches long. The first time proud parents of Mason are David and Angie East, members of the Jefferson City, Missouri chapter of the National Federation of the Blind. I'm told everybody is doing well, and so we wanna send congratulations to the new proud parents and welcome Mason as the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind. In closing the um, first presidential release of 2021 on this World Braille Day, I do wanna note that we will be having an NFB 
Bell in-home edition uh, this summer again, and information about that will be coming very soon. But I thought it was most fitting to uh, kick off 2021 to, uh, as we move forward, to hear the voices of some of our uh, Bell in-home edition students from 2020, giving us some of the customary endings. So I wish everybody a fantastic year uh, in 2021. We're gonna go get it done together and I'm looking forward to what we're gonna do together. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. What's your cat's favorite color? I don't know, what? Purple. Why did to be the other plate? What? Jimmy is all me. Why was the broom late for work? Because it overswept. What's a whale's favorite game? What? Swallow the weeder. <laughs> the preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.